0: You're listening to MND Matters, a podcast
1: from the MND Association.
2: Welcome to MND Matters, brought to you by the MND Association. Alongside members of the MND community, including people affected by the disease, health and social care professionals, and supporters, we will be bringing stories, information, and expertise direct to your ears. Subscribe to ensure you don't miss an episode. I'm Nick, and I work in the research team at the m Association.
0: And I'm Steph from the fundraising team.
2: We also have two very special guests with us today. Kevin Sinfield, director of rugby, former player and captain of Leeds Rhinos, an all-round superhero for his 7 in 7 challenge. Seven marathons in seven days, all completed within four hours, all to help his friend and legend of league Rob Burrow and his family after Rob was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Also joining us is Jonathan Griffiths. Jonathan lives in Leeds with his wife Louise and daughter Chloe. He's a big rugby league fan and supports his local team Hunslet. Jonathan's a member of our West Yorkshire branch and he oversees the placing of collection tins in his area to raise money for the association. He was diagnosed with m in 2018 when he was 44. Jonathan will tell us what it was like to see Kev's 7 in 7 challenge unfold and Kev about the challenge itself and how the funds raised will be used. We will also discuss our commitment of an additional two million pounds for MD research.
0: So, Kevin, it's been quite a while since you took that first step on your seven in seven challenge. But let's go back to the beginning of the story and tell us a bit more about how you felt when you found out your friend Rob had been diagnosed with MND.
1: Yeah, uh I don't actually quite like revisiting that day, but um I do understand why. Um I think we'd sort of noticed um you know rob had some speech difficulties um and you know to actually get um the diagnosis through to sort of be part of the journey with rob to understand the specialist he was going to see the tests he was undertaking um and us I suppose to be blindsided a little bit by by the outcome it took us all by surprise um certainly um rattled everybody and and I think at that point you start to try and understand what it means you try to understand sort of you know the, the prognosis what what actually happens what, what's going to effectively um the challenge that rob's going to face and the family what's it going to look like and you start to process some of that and understand that and the first thing everybody does is type it into google and and they start to read a lot of horror stories and um, you know, at that point, I suppose, um, yeah, it was all rattled, we was all upset, we we're all disappointed, um, all ab- absolutely devastated for Rob and the family, um, to have three young children, um, and to understand then the two big stats that stick out are um a third of people die within the first twelve months and then fifty percent die within the first two years. They're just horrendous stats for anybody to, to face and for us as, as former teammates and friends, you, you just, I, I suppose, selflessly, you think about how it would affect your own life and how it would affect your own family. And, um, you know, to see a, a good friend having to go through this and face these challenges um, is really, really tough. But one that you know, we're probably really fortunate because of the friendships we have in um, that, that network came together and the Batman sign and the Batman call went out, I went out and all those players and those friendships that we've relied on for so many years actually came to the fore, which is wonderful.
0: Yeah, I think it's been absolutely incredible to see the support that yourself and your teammates have given to Rob. And I think Rob's been so inspiring in the way he's been so open and brave in sharing his story, story particularly in the media and how has it felt to see that growing support for Rob in the community since he started sharing his story?
1: Yeah I just think the reaction and the response has been wonderful Um, Rob has had that effect on people all through his rugby career because he was a five foot five foot four inches tall in a game played by um, warriors and, and big blokes and For Rob to be able to achieve what he did and defy the the odds for all those years um, was remarkable and he sort of had a lot of people who absolutely respected him, thought it was wonderful, Um, they loved seeing him play. They might not have been Lee Drano's fans but actually the game looked at this little guy and saw what he did and, and was so inspired by him. So for him to then set out on this this next challenge, if, if that's what we'd call it, or this next fight and, and handle it the way he did to be so open and giving to be so sharing um, he's so brave and courageous and you're right, the respect and the support people gave him has been incredible. I think Rob has um, given so many people um, some hope he's given them some inspiration and, and Rob has made it okay to be able to say, um, you know, people have either got MND or a member of their family hasn't. People are starting to understand it now, which I think is a huge step forward.
0: Absolutely. I think um, definitely by, you know, anyone sharing their story about how they've been affected by MND, it helps other people to not feel so alone. And I know Jonathan was watching that coverage and has seen MND placed at the front and centre of the media. Thanks to Rob, thanks to your 7 in 7 challenge, thanks to other people sharing their stories. But Jonathan, how has that felt to see the media around Rob's story?
3: Um, When I was diagnosed uh, back in 2018, I didn't know what it was, you know. like Kev says, the first thing you do, Google, and you come home. And since Rob's diagnosis, the awareness of MND has shut up. you know, it's and living with MND, finding out about the, the side effects, the medication, all the research that's going on, that's helped in the media. So everybody's realised that it's not a difficult disease. Well, it is a difficult disease, but I mean, it's understandable to put it out there in the media when people thought, well, what is it? And I bet, I, like you say, a lot of people have Googled it and getting it out there with Rob telling his story, certainly that documentary, it's helped a lot of people understand how, what, and various other things.
2: It is really important that to, that awareness that's been raised through the activities that have gone on through Kevin's challenge you know, it's absolutely vital. There's so many things that we struggle with working with M&D, you know, the process of diagnosis is so difficult, um, finding effective treatments for it, really problematic. And as you say, it devastates families. So being able to bring that out into the open in such a way, you know, there's been a real fantastic positive movement, I think, on the back of this challenge and other other things as well. From my point of view, working in the association, it's exactly what we need to get it front and centre. And there is something that causes motor neuron disease and there is a treatment out there somewhere and we just need to find it. And if we can raise that awareness, which leads to raising funds and do that research and also look after people with m and and their families, then that's exactly what we need to do. So Kev, you're kind of at that position where you really want to help Rob out and you're thinking about doing some events. We're in the midst of COVID and all kinds of things going on in the country um money's tight for people and you presumably had to cancel lots of events you were thinking of doing so somehow you've ended up saying right i'm going to run seven marathons in seven days you could have sat in a bath of beans for (laughs) for seven days but how did you end up doing that and how did you end up with other people coming along with you
1: yeah it's um It's been a sort of strange 15, 16 months, I think, on the back of Rob being diagnosed. What we found was um, the club. The club has been absolutely wonderful in in their response. Um, And then that team, that that group that had such a close bond and had some wonderful friendships came to the fore. As you're aware, very quickly, um, you know, Jamie Jones kindly shared his testimonial game with Rob, which meant that old band of brothers put the boots on for one more time and got a few minutes on the pitch, which was a wonderful day um with a sell out crowd it was shown on sky sports, just like the awareness we generated on the back of that and some some well needed funds was was magnificent straight away we had a load of momentum to raise funds, which was you know huge for us, given what Rob was facing in the family, but also uh, the awareness the awareness to generate for the M and D association and for so many other people out there. Then COVID hit, as you said, and I, I, the initial one was, right, well, I'm going to run a marathon in, in April and it'll be for Rob. Now I'd never run Manchester marathon. So I was in for Manchester. Um, I could sense that we're about to get canceled. So very quickly, it turned me attention, right? Well, I'm still going to run a marathon, but I'll do it in Saddleworth and I'll do my own. I'll do it on my own. Um, uh, just before lockdown hit that first time and, and then we all got locked down, didn't we? We all got stuck and there was all different restrictions and and that put a stop to many things. But I always planned on doing something later in the in the year. Didn't quite think seven and seven, uh, but it was always going to be another marathon, if I'm honest. And then just got really inspired by some of what my other teammates or former teammates did. Jamie Peacock did a, an ultra marathon as we come out of lockdown that first time. Uh, Barry McDermott, Keith Senior and a number of others did uh, three peaks in in 24 hours. And and I just thought, right, well, um, I want to do something special for Rob. Um, Christmas was a big landmark for us because right the way through, when Rob got diagnosed last December, or 2019 December, um, we wanted to make sure the following Christmas, he woke up that Christmas morning and were just absolutely able to focus on the kids and not have any concerns about um, what life was going to look like for the next few months or years, uh, but actually know that financially that was taken care of. And But we were well short of that target, so the plan was to try and raise 77 grand, as you know, uh, 777, all around Rob's squad number, um, and it was a challenge that I felt would, I only had a short space of time, you know, I didn't have... Nobody could go on holiday, and I thought, well, I'll take seven days off and I'll just try and do something with my time. Um, very quickly, um, I asked a few mates if they'd be interested, knowing that we had to follow Rule of Six. Um, we'd planned to go from Scotland and work our way down and involve Doddy Weir, who's been wonderful, involve Stephen Darby who's, again, has been wonderful for Rob, and incorporate sort of that MND community and, and try and get people on the journey with us. However, that got quickly scuppered with the different restrictions and authorities and we had to get MPs involved, local councillors, and we managed to say, right, well, we're just going to go in in Oldham and, and Leeds and everybody worked so hard in putting it together. We threw it together in six weeks. Um, why seven and seven? Um, purely because the numbers worked. and um, thought, right, it's got to be all around it. Now, I'm just glad he wasn't number 33 um, or number 88 uh, but it just worked for the numbers, and didn't quite think about how, um, how I would piece together whether it was going to be doable for for me and the other guys who, who took part. But um, it was absolutely the best thing I've ever done, best thing I've ever been involved in. Um, the awareness we created, um, the support, the fundraising we got, um, and and that were you know that that weren't just down to that team who, who ran all the the guys who were on the bikes with us who, who provided some wonderful support. And that went down to the BBC. It was down to the MND association and, and just how it got pushed. you know the support we got through the BBC was incredible and Sally Nugent and Dad Walker and Claire Ryan at the BBC, everybody involved just pushed. And then Phil Daly, our Rhinos media manager, who's played a huge part in in helping shape where some of this money gets spent. He's a very good good friend of Rob's too. Um, the way he pushed it, the way he opened media outlets, the way he opened interviews up, we did everything we could just to get that message out there. So um, the whole thing was brilliant. Um, we set off day one with 40 grand in the bank. We were actually all, I can remember being in that car park at half past six that first morning. So I'm thinking, have we bitten off a bit more than we can chew here? we're not quite sure if we're going to go hit, going to hit our target and, and that target just meant we're a bit closer to that magic number for Christmas morning for Rob and um, for it to do what it did was just incredible and I, th- I think to be back in a team to do something um, for a former teammate who's fallen on some tough times uh, but at the end of it to provide some hope to that full MND community to the messages of support the emails i received um we're just so humbling and um like i said it's the best thing i've ever done
2: fantastic and um yeah i'd recommend anybody catches the the ram film that was made the inside story which yeah, really shows kind of the str- the struggle of it actually and and that camaraderie you know everybody that came with you all had their own little stories and their own issues it's really it's really phenomenal and the kind of risk i guess that you anything could have happened with injury that kind of thing and for it all to come together in the way that it did was just it was just amazing amazing, absolutely inspirational story and I think really in terms of yourself and Rob being such great leaders and inspiring people, I think that's one of the sort of secret formulas for making the thing such a success. It just gathered so much momentum so as you were as you were kind of going along, I guess you you thought you you wanted to hit the seventy seven thousand target. What was it like as you saw the total just going? completely crazy in the awareness for it. it was from from where i was standing my i had mates phoning me up messaging me saying this is incredible have you seen what this guy's doing and the reaction from people
1: yeah it, it's mad when you think we, we were just going for a run do you know when it, when it all boils down we just had seven runs so um to think just think of where it went um we were absolutely all bowled over and um you know, when we get chance, that team will celebrate that week because for all of us, I think we're pretty, pretty life-changing um, just to go through that, to experience it, to experience um, the support, the love, um, so many well wishes out there. Um, you know, when actually you're just trying to do your little bit and if you'd have said to me today... Um, you know, you'd, you'd have hit your target and that's all you would have got. You know, I wouldn't hesitate to do it again tomorrow because although the money was brilliant, actually just the effect it had on that MND community and for Rob and his family was was far greater than anything else you could have given us. And, and uh, again, I will say it was seven runs and, the, you know, you look out there, there's people doing some magnificent charity events that are far greater and far tougher than what we did. Um, but I think Rob's story really resonated with families. And um, like I said, once again, the work the BBC did, the work our media manager did. And the fact that probably we're in the middle of COVID, it would leading into Christmas, people started to put the Christmas decks open and just wanted something to feel good about. And hopefully our seven in seven, showed that sometimes you know putting yourself out there and doing something for others can give far greater satisfaction than anything else and we certainly found that definitely I know I was
0: checking my you know the tv checking just giving just watching for updates on my phone continually and I think it definitely was at a time where you just needed some hope in general of course obviously you know working at the association knowing so many people affected by this disease I'm so passionate about anything that's being done for the association so I would have been on board with that anyway but I think across for everyone it was just seeing you doing something for your friend who's in a really difficult time as you say and it was just so inspiring you know seven marathons in seven Days. I've, I've run a marathon. Seven in seven days makes me feel a little bit sick. And I think people who hadn't run a step could still think that was an incredible challenge. And people that have run loads still think that's an incredible challenge. So it was, it was just a winning formula, really, but absolutely incredible to see it unfold. And I know, Kev, you've mentioned the support that you had from the MD community throughout. And I know that was really important to you. But Jonathan, how did it feel for you to see that? That breadth of support for people affected by MND and the donations coming from everywhere, really, you know, for people affected by this disease.
3: We heard on the news that Kevin was doing this, the 7 in 7, the total to achieve. We we've definitely formed through the West Yorkshire branch of the MD Association. We're all talked and, you know, we've kept an eye on the total and as it were going up and it was going up and going up. It got to the to where it's like, what? This is unbelievable. Such an inspiration to so many people to do something, you know, shows just shows what an impact you had doing seven in seven and. you know i encourage everybody to get get involved somehow somewhere
0: yeah and it obviously resulted in an incredible 2.2 2 million pounds coming to the D association which we are just so grateful for kev and to absolutely everybody that donated and you know the impact that that is going to make is is just absolutely you know it, it it's just incredible for the association so yeah we can't thank you enough
1: no you don't have to thank me i absolutely loved it, it like i said it, it was the best thing I've ever done. And if I could do it again tomorrow, uh, I absolutely would. Um, I'd have to get some time off work, but yeah, I w I would do so in a heartbeat, it was, um, it was brilliant. And I know Nick asked a question early about, um, the money and, and, um, it ticking over, there was two really sort of poignant moments. And, um, and the first one was, it was day five and, and Rob was, uh, viewing the mural. Um, that was being opened up, if you like, on on that day. And as we got there and as we ran past Rob and as we had that very small embrace, in fact, I nearly got run over by a bus, um, we hit the 500k target and it was just sort of, you couldn't have scripted it any better. And then on the final day, we was on sort of the last couple of k's, I think we had two and a half k to go, and I ran past my old high school, which both my children were at, because schools were back open then, but both my children were at, um, one of them was doing his mock exams, the other one uh, had been brought out of his lesson to to meet us, um, and as I saw, saw my youngest son, we ate a million quid as well, so it was two sort of huge moments where you goes, you know, someone's looking after us here, someone's making sure we get this done, and someone's sending us a couple of special messages, so uh, yeah, it was brilliant.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, amazing that, and, I think your, your eldest lad jack was it who he walked around the the last marathon as well with um dave was it one of the jack?
1: yeah yeah so um you know david um straight away when i mentioned you know i'm thinking of doing this just said can i do it with you however his final training run he tore his calf and he said right i'm gonna walk him every day and i'm gonna walk him in seven hours and i'll just get through and you know thankfully he was able to do the last one but um yeah me my eldest son did. Day five with him, um, you know, it was it was up at four a.m. and off they went, and and they got it done in seven hours. So that that was really it. It was really great that Dave did what he did, and still wanted to be a huge part in it, and he was. And you know, we all felt a little bit sorry for him because he did, I think, the first three or four on his own, and then after that, people started to go with him and and help him out a little bit and and get him a, uh, get him over the line. But yeah, it was it was really special that me all this went with him one day.
2: Yeah, great right, as a dad to, have your kids interested in what you're doing and you know proud of you and things it's that is a very special thing that you know we're very fortunate to have those of us who do so you've been left with a really good problem to have so where to spend the money and i know that the association it was very important for us to work with you rob and Leeds rhinos to discuss how the money that you raised should be used um so we talked with you through a lot of options so w- what was the process for that and how did you decide uh what you wanted the money to fund
1: yeah i, th- I think this was it was really difficult yet um also re- a really nice problem to have um the, as you, as you rightly pointed out the vast majority of the money came to the m d association um you know, an amount went to Rob as well, which was what it was all about and making sure actually we hit that target on Christmas Day, which I'm so thankful for um, to be able to do that. Uh, the first thing, you know, we wanted to be able to support those who have been diagnosed, to provide care, um, to educate people better on understanding this disease so that people could be better at dealing with it. Um And the second one was for research, um, to make sure that, existing treatments didn't and and um trials didn't run out of cash um but also the, the big drive in all that research stuff is to try and find a cure, try and find a way of helping people now. Um we went about it or tried to go about it in a two-pronged way because we felt there was a a huge need for that care and support and as Jonathan rightly pointed out like we all were First thing you do is Google it. So that education, is it on hand? Is it concise? Make sure it's not conflicting with any other advice out there. Let's make it really simple for families to understand what is happening. Um, and then obviously the research is the big one because we want to stop this happening. We want to make everybody uh, everybody's journey through this um, as easy as possible too. So with Rob having a young family, Um, families and children um, and young people were really important to to where some of these funds went Um, the care centres of which there are 22 across England, Wales and Northern Ireland um, were really important too because that's the first place that people get signposted to and within that it's a sort of um, a multidisciplinary support network that people get now rather than go and see uh, a dietician speech therapist um, you know someone who's going to work on uh, your muscles rather than having to go to different places to get all that treatment it was it's provided at these care centers so you can get it all in the best that there is but you get it all in one place which makes that journey or that that patient's um, day a little bit more easier to handle some uh, funding towards the MND Connect which is the helpline which which is so important so people can just pick up the phone and get an answer and be able to talk to someone who understands what is going on Um, the clinical trials to make sure that some of these care centres the the 22 that I've touched upon are better set up and resourced to be able to do some of the testing some of the trials that take place now some of them aren't capable of doing it at the minute we wanted to make sure that that was spread right across England, Wales and Northern Ireland. And then I suppose the final one was, was to aid ongoing research, but new research as well and, and be able to provide that support. And we were really keen on that being a collaborative approach with some of the stuff Doddy and um, Doddy's Trust and um, does up in Scotland, but just make sure we're joined up. And I have to say um, the MND Association have been absolutely wonderful. Um The support, the knowledge, being able to educate myself, Phil and Sian has been uh, really, really helpful and um, I suppose really helped us put a plan together because you can go into this blind, you know, there's all that money and in effect we were happy to hand it over and say you spend it where it's needed but I think it's really important that we understood it and then ultimately Rob Lindsay, Rob's mum and dad, were part of the journey too, although they weren't at the forefront of it, where we got to and and when that, you know, the the final proposal was put together, it was really important. We got them to, to be happy with it as well because they've lived it and they understand it and um, if there was anything we've missed or there any holes in it, I wanted us to make sure that we covered off and, um, like I said, the M&D Association have done a wonderful job. I'm really proud of how that money will be utilised and also this is just the start of more fundraising, more awareness um, and yeah we can just continue with it.
2: I think that's absolutely right and you know it's good that you you've taken a great interest in and understanding in the kind of depth and breadth of what we do as an association and what is actually going on and where the money's going to um, you know and we're really greatly appreciative of that and also Saying that you know this will this will move things forward as well. So 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 your contribution is making those ripples that will go all the way through the M and D research community, all the way through the care side of M and D and the campaigning side that we do as an association. So we're extremely grateful for that. And yet this is the start of great things to come. You know we're pushing at the door for research, um, effective treatments, and um, good things good things around the corner. We certainly hope so
0: really what those funds can achieve is absolutely incredible and we are really grateful to you and we really appreciate the thought that you've put into it and you know the considerations that rob and his family and, and everyone at the rhinos as well it's really important that the money is spent where where you want it to be and where it will obviously make such a huge impact as well
1: oh, well thank you look we like i said you know a couple of minutes ago we were absolutely confident and believe that the mnd association would spend that money where it needed to be spent and um, so throughout this whole process it's it's been done where we've been educated along it. and I think that's been really important for us to understand things a little bit more and um, yeah like I said it, them and the M&D Association is a wonderful charity it's one that um, I said during the marathons but really proud to wear that number 7 on my shirt but I was equally as proud to wear that vest and uh, and that snood so um yeah, it, it's it's been, yeah, it, it's been a it's been a really really um, refreshing process, um, and I'm and I'm delighted that you know people get to understand where the money they've donated is going to be spent and used, and to have that transparency to be able to give the clarity to people out there that you know this money isn't going to be wasted; it's going to be used in the best possible ways. To help and provide hope, um, I think that's really important.
2: That's right. I mean, we we understand that people are giving their pocket money. You know, kids kids at school giving their pocket money to us, as well as larger donations. And you know, we do everything we can to make sure that that is used in the best possible ways. Um, and that's really important to all of us at the association, for sure. And, and Jonathan, you you're, would you would like to share some of your experiences of. When you became involved with the association and some of the services you've been able to take advantage of?
3: I feel, see Professor Dame Shaw, um, or Dame Professor Shaw, whichever way you want to put it. Um, gave various samples um, to try and do the bit, help my bit of genetics research, but also to try and find out exactly what I got. I um, was diagnosed with progressive muscular atrophy. PMA, and from that point onwards, the association was so helpful, you know, because it's a devastating diagnosis. It took me a couple of days, I think, at least, to understand what I've been diagnosed with. And from, from that, I was passed over to the MND Association, who put me in touch with the West Yorkshire branch, which is a support group if you like we meet once a month virtually at the minute um, with carers other people living with mnd and families and that was a great help for me to meet other people i could talk through the symptoms i've got talk my diagnosis with them and understand it a bit more and then you go to the care centres. I went to the one in Seacroft. They were so helpful as well. They got me in touch with the right people. And like Kev says, you you're there, you you see everyone in one place. Speech therapist, physiotherapist, wheelchair services. The whole kit and caboodle are there. And they put they put me in with the right wheelchair for support. They put me I go regular to test the breathing. You see a speech therapist, you see all sorts of people, like I say. And it's just amazing the camaraderie, I suppose, like you said earlier. But going to that M&D support meeting once a month, that has, I think that's the biggest thing that's helped. I've not used the M&D Connect um, when I first was diagnosed and got in touch with the association. I was told to visit this support group, and I, thought, I think that helped me get through it, rather than going to the MND Connect. That was my experience. You know, dealing with them was the best thing I've had. You know, all my family's been so supportive as well. It's devastating for both Louise, my wife, and Chloe, my daughter. We were all devastated. Um, but speaking to the other people, it's not less devastating, but you feel, like you say, not alone. You, when you first diagnose, you feel like you're the, you're the one, you're the only one who's got it, and certainly, like I said, we not understanding what the disease is. Certainly felt even more alone, and then education, the awareness, brings you into that bubble. You know, you see all them people, you talk to them, you realise that, okay, I can, I can do this you know and then Rob gets his diagnosis and it's like oh my god this is a a fit rugby player you know it just goes to show it can happen to anybody and you realise how devastating it can be to those people or to everybody what can I say but support that's that's the key word I think
2: yeah that's right I mean it is Absolutely devastating. And one thing that we, we, we say is that M&D doesn't discriminate, you know, it can affect anybody. Um, and we do our best, as we say, with care, campaigning and research. You touched on M&D Connect there. We got in touch with over 3,000 people with M&D during the pandemic. We answer about 6,000 calls a year um, and emails, you know, trying to give out that advice and signpost people to the best care and services we possibly can. Um, and again, we're actually trying to crack the disease, understand the biology of it, find effective treatments, and get people into clinical trials to, to really get ourselves to a world free from MND. And uh, it's interesting you said there that you, you've t- taken part in research studies and given samples. And one thing that's absolutely certain is this real, really collaborative attitude of people affected and living with MND, that they're willing to take part in these research studies, which can't happen without that collaboration and the, and the sort of sacrifice and bravery of the people um, who take part in them. So we're very, very grateful for that. And Kev, as a result of your work and the increased awareness um, that's led to additional fundraising activity and the response of the community during the pandemic, it's actually meant that as an association, we've been able to commit an extra £2 million to MND research on top of our £3 million that we've already committed this year. So this is going to be an incredible addition and more research projects, more discoveries and more understanding of the disease leading us down the path towards those effective treatments. So I talked earlier about those ripples that go across, you know, from from one person's piece of work um, and your seven in seven challenge. Can you believe that actually on the back of standing in that car park thinking you're going to do this little run, you've now, been able to leverage and this extra funding is going to be available to get more research done
1: um no no and it's um i I think when if we start to think a bit like that i'll end up choking up so i I think for all of us all of us that took part in the seven seven last year um it'll be something we continue I don't quite think it'll be seven marathons in 2021, but who knows yet. Uh, we're still throwing ideas together. I think COVID will dictate how big or small um, our next event will be. But um, you know, I, th- I think one of the things we've been proud of is the amount of people that have taken up their own seven and seven, and they're still taking place. The amount of money that's been raised, also by all of those people, has been wonderful. And you know if we've inspired one person to just get up and go for a walk then you know absolutely we've we've done our job from an exercise perspective but um you're right the funds are mind-blowing you know what is um is going to be utilised in 2021 towards all the things we've discussed that care that education the campaigning raising awareness treatments um support so we're absolutely bowled over all of us and you keep saying me and my seven and seven, um, there were so many other people involved and I was just part of the team. And like I said, I got to the stage where I just had to get up and run every day. And, and that was the easy bit if I'm being honest. Um, you know, my wife, my kids were all involved as were all of the other five who were involved in it, their wives, their kids. Um, and then it, it rippled further than that because people's friends and everybody wanted to help out and, and, um, you know, I'll give the BBC another rap here they were wonderful uh, Jen Dodd um, at the M&D Association just couldn't have been more helpful and supportive throughout it all as well and, and then we did the daily Zoom which was after each marathon we met different families who'd been affected in different ways by M&D and, and for all of us you know, if we needed reminding what we were doing it for, absolutely Rob was at the forefront of all our thoughts but If we needed reminding, which we didn't, then just to see um, how brutal this disease can be, uh, we got that every day too. So um, I'm delighted to be involved in the podcast. If there's anything I can do going forward for the MND Association, I will. I think you all understand um, what Rob means to us all at the club and to those friends and players who've played alongside him. We love him to bits and... um, I think for those who were involved to still feel like ready Breckman now to still have that glow and um that uh, just the humbling experience of it all um you know like I said, I'll do it all again tomorrow.
0: Be careful what you say, Kev. <laughs> yeah, you signed up. But I know you've touched on potentially what's next and you're you're having to think about those things. So we'll watch this space for now. I know there's so many people who've you know taken your lead and taken on their own seven and seven challenges, as you mentioned. So I'm sure whatever you and the team decide to do next, we'll see another ripple effects off the back of that. And we're very grateful. But there is still time for people to join their own seven in seven challenge. I mean, they don't have to run seven marathons in seven days, maybe more seven cakes in seven hours or seven minutes. me, You know, they, I think we've seen really that people are taking the seven in seven and doing what is suitable to them or what they want to do. And I think that's been really inspiring to see. But there's definitely still time to join the team. And we would love to welcome anybody to the 7 in 7 Challenge for the Association. I don't know, Kev, you're always interested to see in what people are getting up to as well. So I think we've had about over 400 people now taking on a 7 in 7 Challenge for the Association since you did yours. So pretty incredible. Yeah, thank you.
1: No problem. Brilliant. Do you know what? And I, and I will say it now. Um, I got it in the post about three weeks ago. Uh, you very kindly sent me my own 7 in 7 medal. Do um, you know, throughout all my playing career, Um, we we got given rings when we won Grand Finals and medals when we won Challenge Cups and uh, it's the thing that matters the most to me out of all of them, which is bizarre um, considering you've been a professional sportsman for the best part of 20 years but actually it is the thing that I am so proud of and um, I hope there'll be many, many others that receive that medal too.
0: Definitely, they're on their way out and I'm sure they mean, you know, for different reasons as much to them and I can see you know I can hear how much that means to you and the reasons why behind it you know it's all about Rob and that's why that medal means so much to you but yeah thank you so much for inspiring so many more to achieve those medals I definitely need to get mine I need to get thinking about those cakes
2: <laughs> yeah really looking forward to what's next I'm thinking maybe seven pints in seven pubs i've locked <laughs> lockdown if anybody wants to join me answers on a postcard please
0: you could run to the pubs nick you could run to the pubs at least <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah sure so if you've been affected by anything you've heard today please get in touch with us at the mnd association massive thank you to you kev for your inspiration drive leadership and making such a difference to the mnd community getting mnd heard in a world of noise is not an easy thing and um you've absolutely smashed that and we will be always grateful to you and we really look forward to what's next Thank you also to you, Jonathan, for joining us today and for all that you are doing on behalf of the association to raise awareness and funds in your local area. We wish you all the very best. And thanks to Rob and his family for their bravery in sharing their MD journey, in raising awareness and inspiring so many of us. Thank you very much.
0: You've been listening to MND Matters, a podcast from the MND Association. Find more information at mndassociation.org. And if you've been affected by any of the issues raised in this episode, contact our helpline, MND Connect, on 0808 802 6262 or email mndconnect at mndassociation.org.